With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. This is Screen Heroes episode 129. I am Derek, one of your regular hosts. I have my two other lovely hosts with me, Ryan. Well, by golly, Derek, it sure is good to be here. And Ray. Sup, dudes. Fantastic. Did my so, enthusiasm. I love it. Was it seem real? So we're 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 going now. Um, it took all my effort not to click the pen like oh, a gosh. million times. This week we are going to be talking about our favorite TV show finales. Only because we talked about our favorite TV show pilots. Earlier this year. We did. We did. And we're not doing Cloak and Dagger. That's just not going to happen. We keep pushing it off. and It's a difficult show to binge. And the thing is, with our schedule, with how often we need to watch TV shows to keep up with our other podcasts later on down the road, to keep up with uh, other content, we have to binge these shows. It is too difficult to binge. All of us said it was, like, too emotional. I know it's hard to believe, but we do somewhat prepare for these and take some time to do that so when you add you yeah. know binging shows on top of the normal preparation time uh, sometimes it's a little much it gets tough sometimes for, for shows know. like that like if i yeah. can't you know well even like when daredevil drops it drops on a friday we you know sometimes we do the show that tuesday yeah, that's still tough. that's a lot of content to get through it i is. have changed it when we schedule those when give the us next, an extra week yeah yeah, Which I, I appreciate. <laughs> it's, it's now 11 days that we get to watch the show instead of four. And that does give everybody else a chance to watch it, too. Because, uh, I mean, it's it's tough. I know there are people out there that binge it that Friday night, and hey, all power to you. There's nothing wrong with that. I just can't do that. Yeah. No, something like <laughs> yeah. The Punisher, like as much as I love that show, I could not binge that all in one sitting. There's no way. That first season of Daredevil, where Wilson Fisk, like the episode where he... I kills his father was so emotionally heart-wrenching for me I ended up crying for a good like 30 minutes after it was just it hit like on the wrong day at the wrong time and got all the emotions worked up I didn't want to watch another episode for like three days so it's it gives me time to space things <laughs> out if I need to yeah I mean I have a hard time doing you know 10 to 13 hours of any content like binged in a row you know, even if it's something lighthearted like a sitcom, that's it's still difficult to. Just it's thirteen take that much hours in. of sitting so. there just mindlessly. Yeah, like, yeah. Episodes start to blur. You have no idea what just happened. You start smelling things. It's crazy. Okay. I would just I think that's a concussion symptom. Oh, oh. So are you smelling eggs? Yeah. Or rotten meat? Like have you moved? I've had a stroke. You know. Um, anyway, so we have some news to cover, of, news, of course. Man. Tons of, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the streaming services. Nickelodeon just all of a sudden said that they're going to have their own streaming service. It's going to be cheap. It's called Nick Splat. And it's like, out now. Every cartoon <laughs> they've ever released is going to be on there. 
So I don't know if that's true. They're big ones. Like, everything Is Stick from... Stickly going to be on there? God, I love him. Well, so... Right the... to me, Stick Stickly. P.O. Box 963. New, New York, York City. City. New, New York, York State. One oh one oh eight. That just happened. Yep. All right. Uh, it, Derek. So, so I, uh, I got like, most of my information on this from a Polygon article, and they pointed out that Rugrats, Invader Sim, and Hey Arnold were not actually mentioned in the announcements for this this service but other shows were right we've got things like you know doug and all real monsters rocco's modern life which is a personal favorite of mine um there's a ton of stuff that's on this list and it's not all cartoons by the way because hey dude what about all that is on this list is all that one of them as well no is it uh, so far it's uh, yeah been... all that keenan and kel oh man salute your shorts guts which i love global salute guts. your shorts and hey dude are tempting but Hey, dude. I mean, I love Hey, dude. Who yeah. Love that? Hey, dude Christine was great. Taylor was on that show. And if you don't know that name, it, you may recognize her face. She is the wife of Ben Stiller and in all of his movies. Yeah. Okay. Zoolander and Dodgeball, she had the biggest roles in. So. Was she in Cable Guy? <laughs> no. She was <laughs> she not, not in all his Cable. movies, then. No. Maybe she was like an extra or something. There we don't you know. Go. So the service is only five ninety nine a month unless you bundle it with uh, this this VRV package that comes with a bunch of other stuff, uh, including Crunchyroll and a few other services, include and Rooster Teeth is part of that as well. That's not bad. I'm, no, I I might consider bundling all of that. I mean, Crunchyroll is huge if you're into anime. Rooster Teeth, if you know Red versus Blue and Ruby, among other shows, of course, they've got a ton of stuff going on now. Um, Ten bucks a month, or you could just do all of Nickelodeon apparently for just six dollars, which is pretty impressive. So it's out now; you can do it right now. If that's, I'm if good. That's your thing. Thank you. I feel like if every channel has a streaming service, then I it'll be cheaper to just get cable. Yeah, again, it's like, you know? yeah we're back maybe, to cable. Maybe right. that's the goal. They're like, look, we'll all do our own thing. It'll be just a little more expensive than regular TV, and then they'll all be coming back. But at least then you can pick and choose what you want instead of getting a cable package that has yeah. 200 channels that you don't watch and about four that you do. Yeah. That's true. Everybody's been asking for channels a la carte for years. Mm-hmm. The thing I would... is, though, if you pay more, then pay less for more channels seems like the no-brainer, right? Well, I don't think you're going to pay more for less channels. I don't think that's a thing. I mean, I... like. For me, I don't watch ESPN. Why do I need ESPN? If I can spend no, $60 for all the streaming services or $80 for cable, I'm going to spend $60 for the streaming services. Right, but I'm talking about if, if it's 10 bucks for for Disney and it's 10 bucks for CBS. Right, then obviously people have to wear, weigh, yeah. weigh that option and see right. if it's going to be more than what cable costs. Yeah, at some point it'll even out. But exclusives. I mean, you know, Netflix has exclusives and Hulu has exclusives. And HBO and, and Stars. Exclusives. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's certain things. No, you're totally right about that. So the Disney, they've they've announced uh, theirs is called Disney Play. Is that right? Hopefully that changes before launch because it's terrible. Yeah, Disney Play. Um, what I thought was interesting is Bob Iger said that it's, quote, the biggest priority of the company during the calendar 2019. So we've got, like, Avengers 4 and Star Wars Episode 9. Well, those are in the can already. Frozen well, 2. It's biggest priority. You know, there's still giant marketing campaigns for those. Right, Episode those 9 already... is nowhere near done. No, it's not you done, know. but by the time 2019 comes around, it's going to be done. 
I mean, at the very least, like the principal filming and everything, they'll be doing all the after. I still think it's interesting to say that that is their biggest priority. It's where the future is going, right? You know, maybe you agree. I just feel like all these channels are jumping on the train like way too late. This, especially Disney. Disney is a leader in technology and content. You know, this feels very late for them. It feels very out of place they should have done this years ago it made way more sense for them to jump on this train right after netflix hit with uh orange is the new black i would have figured disney would have done it but well, everybody thought netflix was a stupid idea when That's it first true. started and blockbuster was going to survive and all these other <clears throat> video stores are still going to be the way to go but obviously that didn't well, i'm not saying so. they do it back when netflix was just a straight to your house dvd company i'm saying like when orange is the new black was successful as their own content like I expected Disney to do it then. And makes sense. Well, people were giving CBS a pretty hard time for launching their service with next to no new content for it, right? Like Star Trek and like one other show. And so maybe Disney wanted to wait until these contracts were running out and they could launch it, you know, some like legit content that's exclusive. I get that. You know, because it's supposed to be they're going to have this live action Star Wars show. They're going to have all the Marvel's content, almost all the Star Wars content. Um, maybe they were waiting. For, for to launch big. I guess know? also part of me expected Disney to just buy Netflix. I didn't expect them to buy Fox. I expected them to buy Netflix. But I think it'd be harder to buy Netflix right yeah, now. I don't I mean, think they're Netflix way more is looking successful. Netflix knows their potential. I mean, I guess they could have just kept throwing money at them. But... Yeah. yeah. I think that was the key was that Fox wanted to get rid of their, their normal yeah. TV business, you know, to focus on news quote news and sports um. right. if netflix was looking to sell or like you know there was something then, then i'm sure somebody would have stepped up and gone for it but sure yeah i honestly think They're that at, at this point netflix's next step is to create their own uh social media you can connect to other people who are watching the same content as you is this and... going to be like ryan's social media platform for woof for uh, Thunder Mifflin, where oh, a bunch of child sex predators get in there, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. like when a company gets a social starts a social media network that isn't that shouldn't have one, you know. Well, this is actually an interesting idea though, because it could be a lot like Twitch, like when t- you know, Twitch watches, you know, like mm-hmm. when they all watch Pokemon or whatever, right? Same kind of concept. You'd be able to socialize with everybody watching whatever you're watching, and that would be huge when they release a new season of a show. I actually think that. Netflix next step would be going to the Twitch route and like live streaming and allowing like Twitch streams through Netflix, something along those lines would be pretty huge, at least of like the people that are large on Twitch. Well, yeah. But that would require Netflix and Amazon to be partners and that's not going to happen. They're direct right, competitors. Right. You yeah. Know, so But if they offered some sort of streaming platform yeah. within Netflix, I think that would be pretty huge. Now that would be interesting. Maybe Netflix could partner with Valve. Because, you know, they showed off that Steam TV thing for five minutes. That's true. They did do that once. <laughs> Back in, like, 2014 or something. No, like a, like a couple weeks ago. They, they accidentally launched it. They talked about something like that That's a long hilarious. time ago. Yeah. Uh, they launched it and took it immediately back down after, like, seriously, like, not even an it's hour. It's like the Steam box where it was really big news <laughs> for, like, a week. And then nobody bought any. But, I mean, that would be an interesting partnership, though. Yeah, I mean, any any gaming company, I think, bringing that in, because that's huge. Kids mm-hmm. these days want to be professional YouTubers or professional Twitch streamers. So that's a huge thing in yeah. the next decade. So, I mean, if they integrated some sort of, you know, something. 
for streaming. I think that's the next place where Netflix should go. Who knows where they will? But, I mean, Twitch isn't big enough to complete, compete with Netflix right now. Yeah. Amazon backing them, I guess. Well, Amazon owns Twitch. Well, I get yeah. So right. Amazon's money yeah. could mm-hmm. make Twitch compete with Netflix probably, but well, because um, the thing is, Amazon has their own their their whole video service too, which is the competitor to Netflix. You know, so right. That's the big, that's the big problem there. But Valve wouldn't. That would be an interesting partnership. Yeah, but I don't know that Valve working with anybody at this point is a good idea with their development times and it's fair they they have a lot of philosophies that don't necessarily work well with other companies so a lot of new casting news this week matt smith was confirmed for star wars episode 9 along with some other guy i forget his name um but i think disney is finally there you go yeah Yeah. Uh, mcginnis uh what, what the heck is his name he was not pippin he was the other one Oh, Marriott? Yeah. He, yeah. Dominic Monaghan. There you go. Yeah. I I think Disney has finally learned its lesson, and they understand that all Star Wars fans just want white dudes in roles. And so that's what they're (laughs) doing. I think they've just learned that all Star Wars fans want Lord of the Rings actors in (laughs) uh, Star Wars. Because I think it's like the sixth or seventh. Lord of the yeah. Rings actor. No Lord Ian McKellen, no care. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Lord of the Rings and, and a doctor. That's pretty cool, though. But Andy Serkis is contractually obligated to be in any movie with mocap, so... <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting casting. I'm not a big Matt Smith fan because I don't watch Doctor Who, but um, Dominic Monaghan was great. Uh, yeah. And, I, and as a person, I've watched a lot of interviews with him. He seems like a genuinely uh, lovely person that is right. just very enthusiastic about things. So I can't see him hurting the franchise at all. And obviously Matt Smith brings in some fans that may not be huge right. uh, Star Wars fans in general. Absolutely. So. And then Alec Baldwin was cast as Thomas Wayne in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Just kind of weird. Like, why <laughs> does Thomas Wayne need to be in a Joker movie? Like, yeah, it does. Are they going the Batman 89 route with the Joker where where, uh, where he's, he's the one that the killed jo- the pig? Joe, what's his face? Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe Chill. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. Like, I know it's an origin story, right? So I guess if the Joker's a lot older than Batman, maybe he would have, like, tried to rob. But you have Wayne such a problem with that in, Go- in Gotham. No, I don't. I'm not saying that. I like this at all. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not saying that Alec Baldwin's a bad casting choice for Thomas Wayne if you're, if you're going to have Thomas Wayne. It's more of just, like, I mean, the movie seems weird. I'm not even sure why they're, they're doing it, right? Same, same concept as. As Gotham for me, except worse, because I like that I don't know where the Joker came from. It's like with Han Solo. Yeah. Like, I don't want that mystery to be totally cleaned up. I like the fact that we don't really know who he is. The idea that he could be anybody or maybe he's just nobody is intriguing, right? And, you know, to have Batman's, like, big number one villain also be the guy who happened to kill his parents when he was a kid that created Batman. crazy coincidence. Yeah, like, I never really cared for that. I mean, it worked in the 89 movie. Yeah, it's but, fine, but... But it's not, you know, it's nobody's going to say that's their favorite part of that movie. Right. It's It was just something, and they made it work. And, you know, it wasn't out, it stand, a standout, terrible thing about that movie. I don't think they should go this route. Yeah. You know, that route with it. But. My favorite part of that movie is the monologue later when he took off his makeup. Because it implies... That he sits there and he puts that <laughs> shit on like a pro hey, every day. At least, and they, I love at least it. they touch on that, whereas other <laughs> actors just rip off the cowl with no makeup instantly. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> Batman v Superman. 
every and Batman. Batman Begins. That's like true. I really every wanted Batman. that scene with Christian Bale just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe maybe they're gonna really throw us off, and this is actually the precursor to Flashpoint. No. That's no. All right. But I mean, that, that would make it slightly better. <laughs> Right. But I'm somehow doubting that. Yeah, this is a weird one. It's weird. The whole thing is or weird. Or maybe this is an alt-universe where this is just the universe where Thomas Wayne is Batman. And right. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay, I'd be better. I'd be much more excited about that. Because we finally get like, Flashpoint Batman. Why the hell are we watching Alec Baldwin in a Batman costume? <laughs> right. right. I just want the same <laughs> costume. Like, it's a completely selfish reason. The movie could be terrible, but... The thing is, the Alec Baldwin casting is the least weird thing that we know about this movie. <laughs> That's why, like, when it, when it came out, it was breaking news. I was like, all right. Like, it just, it didn't really Yeah, none of us me. really had anything to say. We were just like, cool, whatever. I mean, now, we, we happened to be binging 30 Rock, which I've never seen before. Um, and Alec Baldwin's character, Jack, is quickly, like, that's my favorite character on the show now. So, like, that's kind of funny that I'm going to see him in, like, a movie for the first time in, I mean, when was the last time he did a motion picture? He voiced the baby in Boss Baby, didn't yeah, he? There you go. <laughs> the Academy Award nominate, or nominated yeah. Boss Baby. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that. That's that casting. Is anything else? Casting-wise? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh. Okay. One of the Captain so. America stunt people said, I want to be Moon Knight. It's like, okay, we get it, guys. You, we don't need a news article every time some <laughs> random person says they want to be an actor or be in a, a, Mar- a Marvel I movie. I feel like you should tweet... On behalf of Heroes Podcast, every time one of us is like, man, that would be a cool role to play. Yeah, right? Breaking. Breaking. Ray wants to play Wonder Woman's daughter in Wonder Woman's sequel, 2017. It is so silly at this point that, like, it's somehow news that an actor or actor type wants wants to play a role role. in a huge, (laughs) the biggest franchise movies of all time. There's nothing controversial about that. I want to be a superhero. Okay. Yeah. Most people are. You're already a stunt person in this case. The person's already a stunt person for Captain America, so I think you're pretty close. You know. Congratulations! You have the same dream as most six-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's my dream. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. To be Captain America's stuntman. No, to be a superhero. Keep up. But seriously, like, it's always breaking yeah. news type things. You know. You always see the articles everywhere. It's like you wish people would just be like, okay, actor wants money. Person who wants job wants money. Right. Great. Yeah. Thanks for making that news. At this point, like, you're, we're past the point in superhero films where you're going to get, like, a George Clooney scenario with Batman and Robin. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. right. Even a bad superhero movie is still much better than the bad movies in the 90s. Yes. You know, so the risk to reward ratio of playing a superhero, like, come on. It's, it's gone a, down. It's a it's, no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you if you don't want to do that, then you just legitimately have zero interest in the genre. Right. You know. And you have more money than you know what to do with. Probably with. that, too. Because I'm pretty sure... Or they offered you a role you have no interest in. Like, uh, a couple people were I'm offered... pretty sure if they offered you a role in any DC or Marvel movie, you would take it, know. even if you weren't like, interested. There's got to be something I would turn down. <laughs> I, I mean, like I guess it depends is. on how busy the actor is, right? Like, you know, uh, someone like... Um, I don't know, Tom Cruise is a good example, right? Because there's all these rumors that he's going to play Hal Jordan. You know, I could understand him turning down a superhero role because he has his own franchise that's wildly successful. And it does mean you another know? franchise. Like, it's not just one movie. It's well, unless Hal dies in the movie and John Stewart has to take over. 
Right, but I was meaning more of like the Marvel scenario, right? right? Where these actors Where nobody actually sign dies. on. <laughs> when they yeah. do, they sign on for multiple films, though, before they die, right? right. Um, or they are, they're only mostly dead. <laughs> um, speaking of somewhat kind of casting things, though, so I didn't know that they were making a new Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I didn't know that. That, that news came out um, like over a year ago that The Rock was going to star in it. Okay, I must yeah. have forgotten uh, but, or, or just blacked it out. <laughs> but they did announce, uh, or Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, that is, announced that it is not a remake, it is not a reboot, it is a sequel. That wasn't Dwayne Johnson that announced that. that was, was it like, not? I well, thought it was the him. writers or something on the on I thought the he movie. said that. I mean, if he did, that's a different article than what I read. One of the one of the writers or somebody, or, or director or oh, somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. That Garcia, the president of production. Yeah. My, my mistake. For, for some reason, I thought it was The Rock. Yeah, he, they're they're doing a sequel. It's not going to be a reboot, which everybody was scared of. Um, you know, it's going to take whatever mythology is in the first one and add to it. They specifically said that there's only one Jack Burton, and we're not going to redo that character. So that's good. Part of the reason you may not remember the news is I think this was coming out around. There was like four different reboots all announced mm, like within the same possible. period of time, and it was really scary. That's as a movie fan. So. It's hard to keep up with all of it. Like, we were at Target the other day, and apparently the new Muppet Baby show is already out on disc. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even realize it had aired yet. So, wow. you know, that was fast. Well, you only have so much time in your life <laughs> to devote to things. So right. Apparently, none of it is to Muppet Baby. Yeah, Muppet no. Babies gets zero attention. That's true. That uh, other Muppet movie we discussed that, that released, uh, Happy Time Murders, <laughs> not getting great reviews. Uh, or, or money, for that matter. Brian Henson, uh, you, you didn't do good on this one, my friend. This was not your best move. No. Yeah, it's not doing well at all. I'm not sure who the movie's really for. Targeted to, yeah, that's the tough thing. Is so... it targeted to people that watched Muppets growing up? Because a lot of those people are like me, where they're like, I don't want to see Muppets. Muppets are this innocent thing for me, and I don't want to see it corrupted by something like this. Yeah, like, the most I want are, like, weird innuendos by the celebrities they interact with, and, you know, we can all just giggle. I, I never want it to be so overt, and I don't want silly string semen yeah. ever, ever in my life. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you say that, that you now. say it is a problem. <laughs> I say that now. Like, <laughs> I mean, you never I, know what might happen in 20 years. Maybe you'll be into that. On our saying. honeymoon, I want silly string semen, Derek, but take not notes. any other situation. What, what I think is the most telling in this situation is the Muppet show that was on a couple of years ago where it was like the office the office yeah didn't do very well mainly because the muppets were also jaded and depressing and gritty and that's not what we because wanted. they're trying to make them grow up with the people that grew up with them but i don't, don't think that's the right that. route that's, yeah. yeah this is this is not that and so that that show failed so they just basically did the same thing with this where it's edgy it's adult it's dark it's all blue comedy and that's not what I but want like they to see. did it in parody style, so it's like scary movie with Muppets, and that's horrible. That's yeah. even like, worse, right? Like, so it's not the Muppets that we know. It, right, it's just right. like happens to They're be Muppet like like characters. I would even. I mean, maybe I would go see it if it was the actual Muppets, but. <laughs> oh jeez, I don't know if I want to see Kermit and Miss Piggy in that position. I mean, I would have been more likely to see it. Right, because I'd be at least curious. You're but I'm invested not even, in like, the characters by yeah. a few decades. But like, this is like it's not even a Muppet Universe movie. It's a totally separate thing, except done in the art style that the puppetry is done in. Yeah, right. So it looks like it belongs, but it doesn't. And I don't know. So that didn't do well. 
quick note, I want you guys to notice we did cross the thousand viewer views threshold on Twitch. On Twitch, so that's that's right. That's a very important milestone. Derek, do you want to make a speech? No, not really. Okay, but thanks. Uh, Other than you can join us live Tuesday nights on Twitch. At twitch.tv slash podcasts. Trying to set you up there, buddy, but you almost let me down. It's not that impressive of a number when you realize how many episodes we have. Or it's how a, many it's years an impressive. We've been doing this. Can we just be have the accomplishment without having to compare it to other people? I'm not comparing it to other people. I'm just comparing it to ourselves. Whatever. So you know. at two thousand, I hear we all get like hand jobs or something. I don't think that's a thing. Is that I, like I could Twitch have sworn it's like that? a Twitch thing, yeah. Like Twitch, Twitch promotion? Like yeah. YouTube hands out the play buttons, Twitch yeah. gives hands, hand jobs? That's a little yeah. weird, but... I don't think that's a thing. All right, any other news <laughs> that you guys want to cover before we move on to our main topic? Nah. As we burn through a lot of our time here. No, let's do this. All right, so then we're going to go and take a quick, short break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about our favorite TV show finales. Are you with the Force? Is the Force with you? Well, the Force is with us over at the Echo Station Podcast, a new Star Wars series from the Heroes Podcast Network. Join us in a galaxy not so far away every other Monday as we discuss everything Star Wars from the original films through the whole EU. So pour yourself some blue milk and get cozy in that tauntaun with the Echo Station Podcast. Find out more at heroespodcast.com. All right, we are back. We are back. Okay, so... Um, for those who have not listened or seen one of our episodes like this, we uh, each come to the table with about five of our favorites Sometimes. of the thing. So in this case, it's our top five favorite Getting TV show finales. Under the table here. Um, now, this is our personal favorites. We are not saying that these are necessarily objectively the best or the most popular or anything like that. Obviously, some numbers, you know, are just going to speak for themselves. Uh, MASH. For example, the most watched finale of all time by a wide margin. Uh, but I don't know about you guys, I've actually never seen the finale of MASH. Right. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of MASH. I, as a kid that used to play late at night with some of the, the older shows that I would watch, and I, I've seen a couple of episodes, you know, so I don't, I'm not talking down on that show or the finale, but if I haven't seen it, it can't really be one of my favorites. Midnight Pearl is asking so. if there's spoilers ahead. Most oh, likely. You know what? That's a fair question. Thank you, Midnight Pearl. Uh, yes, we will be ha- probably have spoilers for all the shows that we're going to talk about. Um, so that's something to keep in mind when we go through this. Some yes. of these shows will be fairly old, but I imagine some of them will definitely be Or maybe they slipped through your radar. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yes, we know objectively we've seen all the lists. We don't want to copy those lists, so we're not going to talk about, you know, Cheers or uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show or even uh, Newhart, which connected to his previous show, Bob Newhart. So that was a pretty cool ending. Um, we, we've all seen those lists. We've been checking on those. Yes, Mad Men is amazing. Breaking Bad was really great. So, um Maybe some of those will pop up. Maybe they won't. And, yeah, let us know if we missed any of your favorites. So, we normally start with Ryan, but I think we should start with Ray this week. Seems rude, but okay. Totally arbitrary. I agree, but we should go with it. Alright, so one of my favorite endings comes from one of my favorite shows, and that's Avatar The Last Airbender. And Is that the M. Night Shyamalan one? 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. No, uh, the show was created by Michael DiMartino and Brian Canizzo. And the two of them got exactly what they wanted out of this show. They approached Nickelodeon, and while it changed and evolved over time, they knew their overall story arc. They knew they wanted three seasons, and they knew how they were going to end the show before they ever started. And that is a really good sign because they got to write something that was that finished all the threads it tied up everything very nicely and it came to a beautiful conclusion in a I I guess just a genuine storytelling position so Aang is the avatar and he this entire time he's learning and training to defeat Fire Lord's uh, Ozai, who has the capabilities with the upcoming comet to destroy most of the Earth Kingdom and finally take over the world. And Aang, it's a four-part finale, which is a lot for any uh, half-hour show. And um, Aang spends a lot of it trying to figure out how he can defeat the Fire Lord without killing him because it is against his nature to do that. And he does. And this whole time, the other characters are having adventures and finishing up other things. They're they're going after the war balloons. They're going after um, other members of the Fire Lord family like Azula. And it, it ties everything together. It has a lot of beautiful fight scenes. The show is heavily steeped in different forms of martial arts. So, you know, they did not disappoint here. They rekindled relationships and uh, explained away why others were no longer in the forefront. So it's a beautiful show altogether. One of the best shows I've ever seen. And the finale did not disappoint. See, I thought it ended with uh, him finding out that he was dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, this was all news to me. I wasn't familiar, so I'm well, glad now you are. that up. Yeah. It is a really cool finale and a great show. I really loved it. I still need to watch Legend of Korra, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really cool. That ending is spoiled for most people. Yeah, that most, was spoiled for me. Yeah, because of how unique it is. Mm-hmm. Now, so, okay, I guess a, a little thing here. A finale for a show could be multiple parts, as it is with Avatar. It's four. It's four episodes. Um, or it may not necessarily be an actual intended finale, because some shows get canceled and you're stuck with the finale that you get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's good enough. Um, sometimes it's not. One of my examples, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a, a scenario there. But So there's a little bit of flexibility here. Yeah. I mean, for a half-hour show... It's a two-hour finale, and a lot of one-hour shows have two-hour finale, so mm-hmm. it's actually not that right. big of a deal or a huge change when you compare to other TV shows. So four episodes, they're only 22 minutes apiece. It's not a big deal. Ryan, what is your Home first one? Home Improvement had a three-part finale. It did, yeah. I don't know that I've ever actually seen the end oh, really? of Home Improvement. It um, kind of ends in a weird, ambiguous way, but it was fine. Yeah. I kind of still hope for the reboot, but I don't know. 
Fair enough. I'd say what you want about Tim Allen, but you know the and things he did. He made questionable choices for sure. But, but it was a good show. Yeah, it I was a good show. show. I grew I up with too. that show. So yeah, I think I've seen that show at least three times, all the way through. I th- I still watch it. The Laugh Channel that's free on antenna or whatever plays oh. it every night nice. for two hours. So. I've been watching it, you know, occasionally. I would like to see how it ends. I never got to actually do that. Well, they finally see Wilson's face. Yeah. No! Yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. Okay. You know, technically, I think on the DVD, there was an extra episode at the end, but it was mostly just, like, memories and, like, recapping and stuff. That's cool. It was a clip show. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, they show Wilson's face at the end. That's starting to be more common. Uh, Chuck and Fringe both have extended versions of their finales that didn't air that has extra stuff. That's cool. Things like that. So, So Ryan, what is your first... Not Home Improvement. Not Home Improvement. (laughs) I mean, that was fine, but, yeah, and not one that was super memorable for me. Right. Uh, I'm going to say House. Oh, So, I was a big House fan. I came into it late, but it ran for, I think, nine seasons, um, and I think I came into it around season four, season five, and I just fell in love with it. Even though it was the same formula pretty much every week. It's never lupus. It's ne- well, it was once, I think. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I loved the characters very much. I was really, really, that was one of the first shows that I was like really sad that they were going to end. Yeah. Um, but the finale was done in a way that I thought was fitting to the character. A lot of people did not like it. Um, if you remember, House wakes up in a burning building um, and has kind of like has a dead body next to him and has flashbacks throughout the episode about kind of kind of filling the gaps as to what happened and how he got here. He was in a drug house shooting up and like all this stuff happened. Um, he was going to lose his, his doctor's license because of some stuff that House does, you know, that kind of stuff that happened several times. And uh, this person that was dead next to him was a patient that was going to take the fall for him on whatever it was so that as long as he got healed and got better so that house could continue practicing medicine and uh it was they basically they found house dead in the end but or in most of the end and then it's revealed at his funeral that he comes back that he's alive he switched dental records or something at some point and uh you know Wilson, his his best friend that had been battling terminal cancer throughout the last, I think, two seasons or last season, um, is doing the eulogy and gets it, say, saying how much of an arrogant ass he was and all this other stuff, gets a text message from him saying, shut up or something like that, and then he calls him after the funeral house does and says, so what do you want to do with the last three months of your life? Um, it was, so, which I thought was pretty powerful. But a lot of people hated it, so I can I can understand why they would hate it. I liked it, I enjoyed it. It was bittersweet, obviously, because you know I love the show very much. But uh, yeah, I can see how that would rub people the wrong way. Just like you know, Dexter, uh, that show has a very that was the Scott Buck effect. Yeah, yeah, well, the that was... Iron Fist showrunner, mm-hmm. and he's killed several other shows. <laughs> It, it was very controversial. Dexter doesn't get his comeuppance. He gets to walk away after being a serial killer for six seasons, and he becomes a lumberjack, and that's it. Huh. Like. So I, I loved House. Uh, I caught it, like, I first started watching it, I think, like, in season three, but I went back and started it at the beginning. But it lost me when he drove his car through Cuddy's house. And I was like, that was right, weird. I think I'm done. <laughs> with the show it kind of felt like jumping the shark, but I think then right after that they went into the uh, mental institution, yeah. which, was, which I thought was an interesting storyline. 
how is he gonna heal or you know, help his team from the you know right and obviously they find a way but and he gets out eventually but uh, i mean i stuck with it through that because i just loved the characters so much i thought house you know was an interesting character yeah. different than what you see in almost every other show yeah um, and surrounded by people that were also interesting characters for the most part. It had a really good support. Amber Tamblin showed up like in season seven or something, mm-hmm. I think, and she was a nice addition for the later seasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand that. That was, I think, lost a lot of people in that specific episode. That was a finale, yeah. wasn't it? I think it was the finale of the season before the final season. The if eight, I remember, episode, right? Season eight. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good show. I, maybe I should have finished it. but I mean, you could go back and finish it now. You don't really need seven seven yeah. seasons if you forgot everything that happened. You know the basic gist right. of the show. It wasn't, you know, that well, much story progression. Well, the first three, four seasons are very serialized. Like, yeah. you just right. jump in. And, and you like... didn't really get the overarching stories until, yeah, yeah, later. five or something. Mm-hmm. All right, so for me, for my first show, um, I'm trying to figure out you know, what, what's going to show up on list, my list and what's not. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just get the obvious one out of the way because everybody who knows me... Is it the one on me, your titties? No. Oh, okay. It's not. Uh, but everyone who knows me knows that uh, I, I would probably pick a Star Trek something for here. So yes, it is The Next Generation, the 13th most watched TV finale of all time. Over 30 million people tuned in. Uh, yeah, the finale of TNG, All Good Things, is not only my favorite TV show finale of all time, but it's actually one of my top favorite episodes of television of all time. Um, it bookends the series perfectly. For those who don't know the, the show, the first episode and the finale tie into each other perfectly. It revolves around the character Q, who's the omnipotent godlike being and focuses on Picard. There's a bunch of time travel. You get to see alternate futures uh, where the characters are all, you know, significantly um, older. You get to see, you know, some really cool aspects of those characters and what happens with them as they age. Um, it's a little timely now because the, the new Picard show that's supposed to happen will take place at about the same time as the alternate future from the finale, uh, which is kind of cool. So we might get to see some throwbacks to some of that. Um, But I felt that for a finale that was really only an hour and a half um, at the, at the end of the day was able to cover three different time periods, an entire cast of characters, even bringing some characters back like Denise Crosby's Tasha Yar, keeping Q who people he's, he's become just synonymous with the next generation, but he's only in like 11 episodes of 170 something, you know? And, um, the, the special effects are great. The makeup work is really cool because they have to age everybody up in a bunch of unique ways. Um, the story is just really intense with high stakes and, uh, it ended up actually being better than the movie that came out shortly after it generations. Um, so that one's definitely on my list. I just love watching that episode so so cool it also has my favorite enterprise in it by the way which is the alternate future dreadnought enterprise d so that was cute Good yeah talk. for those of you who don't watch the video derek was actually welling up a little bit talking about i was it. not so how that's how much you. it means to him his eyes are still moist <sighs> aren't they rachel yeah see yeah. i'm not i'm not you know <sighs> giving you a hard time i'm saying it obviously means something to you so it is a wonderful episode of television so 
that is the first one just to get that one out of the way. Okay. We all knew that was coming. So yeah. No yeah. surprises there. Yeah. Rachel, so here, your last one. Yeah, my last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time sure does fly. Um. So my next one is uh probably something you guys haven't heard me talk about before, and that's Dollhouse by Joss Whedon. So Whedon has had four shows that he's come up with they've been original ideas and uh dollhouse is probably the least popular out of all of them there's no cons dedicated to it nobody has dollhouse reunions like it. but i actually think it's the smartest of all of his shows um first season was pretty poorly received because the concept of the dolls was uh very easily poorly written for the first few episodes most of them were used as either these ridiculous super spies or fetish uh toys and that's not okay but once we didn't got a handle on it and he could show the seriousness of the nature of the dolls then it it got really good so season one had very poor uh, ratings and he knew that Fox was basically giving him a handout for season two because of what they did to him for Firefly and he got lucky so he wrote a season uh, some of the best story writing I've ever seen he brought in uh, just incredible characters and really interesting dynamics and a subplot and it like a twist ending that I was not expecting that it's still thinking about it. It just blows my mind how I didn't catch it. It was so good. And it just... It, Did they ever move out of the dollhouse? Yeah. yeah. Into like a yeah. slice house? Well, the whole thing ends with like this wasteland dystopia. And it, it was so good. How did you not see that coming? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd figure like... That's how all TV shows should end. It's just right. a wasteland I mean, story. <laughs> it, it's a really good show. It's one I'm eager to rewatch here soon. So, Dollhouse. Yeah. Watch, watch Dollhouse. Never seen it. Derek so. and I are passionate fans, obviously. Yeah, I've never seen Dollhouse. So. That's fine. But Firefly is not on my list. So. <laughs> well, no. You can't. I, I don't think you can count that since uh, episode 14 with... Jubilee is not that great of an episode. It's one of the weakest uh, of the whole season. I guess you could call Jubilee the... from the X Men. Shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't know about that crossover. I've, uh, I've never seen Firefly, so yeah. Other than the first episode, um, I mean, you could call the movie Serenity the finale, I suppose. Uh, I feel like that's a if you up. wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. We wouldn't do that with any other thing. So Ryan. Hmm? What is your next pick? What are we talking about? Oh, okay. Um, favorite robots. Kind of... <laughs> I did not prepare for that. I prepared for favorite reboots. <laughs> is that going to be a problem? It's a shame that Ian doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. It's a shame that no one really listens to this show. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight Pearl. We love you, Inside Pearl. jokes that nobody else is listening to anyway. So, what's your next show? Um, I'm going to say Parks and Rec. Oh, Okay. So if you haven't seen the show, I love Parks. Um, there was a weird t- and I w- I didn't watch the show until it was on on demand, so or like a streaming service. So yeah. I 
don't know how long. Obviously, there was, like, the show stopped, and then they brought it back at some point, because season seven is much different than season six. There was not, it just aired yeah. one year after that. Okay, it seemed yeah. like there was, like, a break there. No, point. they just did something very different okay. from what other Well, I appreciate what they did. Yeah. Season seven was something that They that added the time jump because Amy Poehler did not want to act pregnant. Fair enough. She did Baby Mama, and that was... Yeah. With triplets, Something like special. how would you even do that? Yeah. Um, but the finale was, I thought, a really fitting tribute. These were characters that we all cared about watching the show. Um, you get to see them all kind of meet up in the parks department and reminisce about the times that passed and um, very satisfying. Fix a swing set, and that was their big thing. But then, um, partway through the episode, you know, they t- they set up to take a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all of them and uh at that point leslie says i'm ready or something along those lines and they start going through and going through each character to show where they are even some of the smaller characters that aren't the main cast members you get to see some stuff about um and pretty much everybody's was very satisfying um you know i, I it was sad it was you know it was an emotional thing, which is always weird for me when I'm talking about TV shows. But, you know, you, you care about these characters. It was a shame they couldn't bring Lucy Lawless back for the final season. She wasn't yeah. in one episode. But I do like, if you guys are huge fans of the show and you've watched it multiple times like I have, um, you'll notice that the homeless man that Leslie beats with a broom in the slide in the very first episode is the man in the suit that requests them to fix the swing at the very end. And it's just like, he's... There's a lot of stuff like that in the show. Like, I can't... I read an article about it that had, like, all these different people and how they progressed throughout Mm -hmm. the show that were characters you didn't even, like, care about. It was like a guy at a city council meeting or... These are, like, D-level characters. Yeah, but they had their own storylines going on, and you didn't really notice it until somebody points it out. Yeah. Now, the finale, uh, One Last Ride, is it's the two-part finale, is awesome. And it happens to finish off one of the best seasons of television. Like, it ends on such a strong note, that final season, even with a time jump. I mean, who successfully pulls off a time jump. I mean, looking at back at it now, it's kind of silly because it takes place in 2017 or 2018, oh, right. and you're looking at it, they have yeah. like these hologram tablets, All the grizzle, like, okay. grizzle devices. Yeah, well, which I think is fine. It kind of suits the the, the world that they've created at Pawnee. But um, yeah, it was. It, it did air in 2015, so that's yeah, why right. it yeah. seems. But even in 2015, they expected us to have hologram tablets. You I know? mean, you know, some they're... of the stuff was fun, like Kevin James for the Jason Bourne reboot. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> There he is. Yeah. Um, no, the finale is great. One of my favorite things about it is how they handle uh, Jerry. You know, because Jerry gets Gary. beat up. Jerry. <laughs> she fixes his name, remember? And That's Gary. 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 Gary's it's Gary Grigich, right? Gary yeah. Grigich. Sorry. Remember, he gets excited when they make a mistake and call him Gary and go, You're Gary now. And yeah. he says, After 29 years of working here, finally, <laughs> they finally figured out my name. I'm truly blessed. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he becomes mayor earlier, and uh, you get to see how long you know, that goes on. He stays like mayor forever. Yeah. And then he becomes a motivational speaker, if I yeah. remember right, and all this other stuff. Like, and he ends up dying at like the age of 100 with yeah. like a thousand. His wife that hasn't aged at all. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. just so funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom's book, 
you know, with all the different personalities. Failing like, to fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> failing to fail, you know. Um, and when Ben says that he got a Tom, it just totally <laughs> screws with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's a really good finale. Fun fact for you about the finale. There was a producer's cut of the finale uh, where Shauna Malway Tweep and Jeremy Jam's futures are explored. No! In 2018, Shauna's fiancé leaves her at the altar and Bobby Newport sees her crying on a park bench. Shauna and Bobby end up getting married five hours later. Yes! That's fantastic. And in That's 2020, Jeremy Jam is working in a hibachi restaurant in Florida. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, all right. I'm good with it. I'm sad that that never made it into the It's episode. a real producer's cut that happened, yeah. That's fantastic. I know, it kind of made me sad, too, that we didn't get to see oh, that. Because I would love to see Paul Rudd come back. Right? Yeah. And what a good matchup, the two of them. Right? That's perfect. Yeah. They, they married five hours later. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, it totally sounds it's right. It tracks. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. All right. So then, for my next one, and Parks and this Parks and Rec was on my was it my list. I had a feeling. Uh, I didn't select it because I knew it was going to be on one of yours because we talk about that show a lot. Such a good show. show. Um, yeah. So that one was on my list. Better than The Office. Uh, yes, I think that's objective. <laughs> no. no, it's it's. It's not. A lot of people prefer I, the I'm making a joke. Okay. I'm just making a joke. Well, stop making jokes, Derek. That's so, my job. An opinion is always subjective. So Your face um, is always subjective. Anyway, alright, so uh, next up on my list, I am going to pick uh, Scrubs. Yeah. There's a surprise. Derek's list, I could have predicted his, li- his entire I list did. before we even started this. So, Scrubs, uh, not Scrubs Med School, but actual Scrubs. Season 9. Season 8, my finale. It was supposed to be a completely different show, but yes. when it failed, they just tacked it on. Right. It was supposed to be... It, it has a separate title. It's Scrubs Med School. It's a completely separate show. Um, and uh, so my finale is the season 8 closer uh, when it got picked up for one final season on ABC. And um, it had been on NBC, for those who, who were not aware. Anyway, the finale is about JD's last day at Sacred Heart and going and meeting all the characters for that. And it's an incredibly sentimental and touching episode. Um, it's pretty emotional. They do a really good job with it. There's some great jokes as well. You know, Turk has this giant banner made for JD that covers the entire entrance to the hospital. That's used later for the slide, the, the projector screen. And JD gives Dr. Cox the book of every insult that Dr. Cox has ever given JD. Something that I would spend real money on. Right. Just I, letting you know. If that was a book, we would own it. Yes. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, that was a real thing. Um, you know, and, um, at the, at the end of the episode, of course, that like all of the, it's all supposed to be in JD's head. Right. But all of the characters, minor characters, almost everybody except for two, uh, are like lined up in the hallway as he's leaving. Yeah, the the the, the hospital for the last time type of thing. Um, even dead ones. Even dead ones. That's right. Like from my old lady, which is one of my favorite episodes. She's in that a, one was harsh, man. It's a great episode, and yeah. that's that's early. It's season one. Yeah, uh, it's like episode like four or something. Um, but two two of the characters. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on their names, unfortunately. But he played hero in Heroes, and she played Chuck's sister. And Chuck, they were both on NBC shows, and NBC was not happy with ABC picking up a show that they had canceled, so they did not allow the actors to show, uh, which I thought was kind of petty. But um, it, you know, it ends with this awesome slideshow, kind of fast forwarding in the future a bit, where you know the kids are growing up and they're celebrating things together, and 
you know, there's little jokes in there. And you get to see uh, Bill Lawrence as a janitor in the very final shot. Who was the showrunner. He was the showrunner, yeah. And I guess he did get to play um, the officiant at the janitor's wedding. He did. So. There you go. It's a great so. episode. Always makes me cry. And hearing, you know, the Book of Love in the background, too, is really nice. It's a really, really good episode. <laughs> yes. It, it, One of their best. That season kind of saves the the one before it that got all chopped up by NBC. So, yeah. Yeah. strong stuff. I don't know. Did you ever watch Scrubs, Ryan? Uh, I watched some of it. Okay. I didn't watch all of it. Like, I remember a lot of the stuff with Tom Cavanaugh and Brandon Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brandon Fraser episodes are Fraser, stellar. Yeah. Um, That's what I said. No, you said Fraser. But, um, you know, we can go back and listen to the recording if you want. No, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Uh, I remember those, so I don't know what season those were, but if they were like neighboring seasons, I feel like I watched well, those Tom around Kavanaugh, the same time. Tom uh, Cavanaugh came back multiple times. Okay, so. he's JD's brother, he so was he, he was recurring every season except for the last, I believe. I don't know if he was Until in that the, much. But... He was in the yeah. Did well, he wear a flat we'll shirt in one episode? We'll just too, have to rewatch really... it. I, don't I, think I think I've so. seen something on it. It's either him or uh, JD wears a flash shirt in an episode with him with Tom Cavanaugh. That's cool. Which it is might funny be because now, you yeah. know, Tom Cavanaugh is, is, is one of the Flash Actress. actors. Yes. So, anyway. Scrubs, there you go. Season season 8 finale, my finale. Yes. So. Right. Okay. So, this is unexpected from me because I don't really talk about the show. One of the best cartoons ever created E-Man. was Wolverine and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not where I thought you were going with that, but it was because it had already it, it came out around the time where serialized cartoons were a thing. So you had overarching stories and it was all connected and it was really well done. Unfortunately, it was only canceled after one season, so it did end on a cliffhanger, but the cliffhanger wasn't too bad where you needed that second season. It it was just really well done, guys. Like I I just I've never seen such compelling X-Men stories before and this is coming from somebody who loved the X-Men TV show in the 90s. <laughs> one of the best theme songs yeah. ever written like <laughs> fight me on that one. Yeah. There's a couple I throw up there so with good. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. But Wolverine and the X-Men did everything that that X-Men show couldn't. And they really should have titled the actual X-Men movies the same thing because... Just Wolverine and the X-Men. You know, it's basically what they were. That was it. Like, it, it was banking on the popularity of the films. And it told better stories than the films. It's not really hard to do than right. a couple of them. Some of them are pretty bad. So, it... It's pretty great. They got to do the Phoenix storyline. They got to do the Hellfire Club storyline. Um, they gave... all in one season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I never actually saw, I saw the old cartoon, but I never saw this one. So that's cool. Nice. It's a good show. I don't want to spoil too much of it because I'm gonna make you watch it of how great it is okay but. so in one season i'm sure you can find time there yeah. sure yeah yeah and it's a cartoon there's only a cartoon, 20 Derek. minute that makes episode. it easier yeah you know after 30 rock so we're like halfway through it so yeah might as well i guess finish. so yeah yeah but then you have to watch my hero academia no she's watching that I'm no watching but it. you should watch that too we'll see are you okay. watching it yeah 
It's so good. <laughs> oh my god. So good. I do a good all my voice. Do you really? I want to hear it. Not right now. Please. We'll save it for the okay. future. All right. Uh, what we'll are we talking about in anime <laughs> or something? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say one that you guys are probably going to hate me for is The Office. Um, no, The I Office really liked, had a really good finale. You know, you can, you can debate whether Parks and Rec or The Office are better, um, you know, and I think that either one is fair. I, I could see the merits on either one, but I think both of their finales were done pretty well. Yeah. Um, the Office finale kind of uh, basically Dwight's wedding. Um, and ending the mockumentary? or the, Yeah, you know. ending the documentary, and they go back and, and do a Q&A mm -hmm. for the DVD extras. Um, and all this kind of circling the time of Dwight's wedding, and then Jim throws a bachelor party for Dwight, Which who's was oblivious a lot of to the fun. stripper. Yeah, I mean... There's there's a lot of good stuff happening, and then uh, you know when Michael comes back was a really emotional moment. Um, at least when I watched it, yeah, it was it emotional was. for me. Um, you kind of knew it was going to happen, or hoped at the very least that yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, because the show was never really the same after he left. Uh, Robert California as... didn't work as well, and I liked Robert California, but yeah, it wasn't as good. And you know, Nard Dog was good for a while um then when he left to go film the hangover shipwrecked or whatever <laughs> film the hangover. Uh, yeah. oh oh you wanted the fake right. reason. my bad yeah. <laughs> the story reason uh but then you had the woman from doctor who right uh take over nelly was that her name yeah yes. nelly Catherine um, Tate. you know and i thought she was great uh but i mean none of them were michael scott no so you know you're always trying to com not to compare it but you're comparing it and when he left in season six it was so Good. Like that ending was amazing. But his last episode, his last full episode and him proposing, it, it was it was beautiful. And yeah. by then he had grown up. Michael Scott in season one and two is hard jerk. to watch. He was like a he flat out jerk in the first episode. Homophobic and sexist, racist. It is bad. Right. It is hard to watch. You you gotta push through to get to good Michael Scott. And because we, we just did a rewatch of it and like I've only seen the show through twice now, and it, it's, it, tough, it's hard to get through the first couple of you seasons. You stick on for Jim and Pam, and Dwight's pretty great, too. I stick on for Dwight. Yeah. I really do. I find him to be the most interesting character on the show, and just his his weird code that he follows, I just yeah. find really interesting. And The you know, 59 rules for shirt boys that we only ever learned like four of, but I'm really curious and I, I want to like write, write a book of the rules for shirt boys because I'm, I'm just really, I feel like the internet would buy they're, that. They're all going to be just the rules of acquisition by the Ferengi. Like, Which is a book you can buy by the way. No thanks. If it was called the Shroots 59 Rules, I'll just put a sticky note on it for you. No thanks. Um, no, I mean, the finale was good. I definitely think the finale was good. Uh, it was a good way to end the show. The wedding was cool. I like that that's, that's how they did it. And it wasn't the wedding you would think it would be. Because right. I know the whole time, Jim, I mean, obviously they get married early on. But um, there's well, a big romance. On, but... or, well, early <laughs> enough. Uh, I mean, it's it's... What two full seasons after their wedding yeah. that right. went on? Yeah. So and it's it's definite Dwight fashion, getting married in their graves. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. I love that their first dance is him just lifting Angela the whole time. Yeah, and like, yeah it's so good. It's a it's a great Dwight centric episode if you're a Dwight fan, and and well, I, I think, think that was kind of the set him up for a spinoff. Yeah, that was short lived. Yeah. 
Uh, did it even ever, ever it even never air? got picked up? Okay, I think they did a pilot, but it yeah. wasn't picked up. Um, but he was, I personally, I think he was the best character by the end of the show. Yeah, as far as he had the most most growth, probably. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't really feel like Jim changes or grows in any real way. Uh, Pam changes a lot. And over the course of the show. I like that some of the characters didn't change. Seeing Ryan and Kelly run off together oh, yeah. and Catherine Tate just stealing Ryan's baby. Like, and Creed getting uh, arrested. arrested at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, good. there's some things like that that work out, but like, Ryan I found just to be kind of be insufferable pretty much any time. I think that was his screen. character. I, mean, I know, but if you have well, Plus you it, work with those people, like people like Ryan. Not like that. Not like that. I don't know. I feel like you've described recently uh, somebody. Like, that, I've oh, that. With so yeah. many. Um, there's a difference there. I've worked with a ton of into. Kellys. Like, so, just a ton of Kellys. I don't work with that person anymore. Oh, okay. oh that's right. That's so, right. yeah. But that's you a have different, It's a different situation. Gotcha. But, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Derek, what about so next yours? Up, okay, so we're about out of there, time here. Uh, well, we've got to get th- we we got to get through five. So we're gonna, no, we don't. No, we don't. We can stop at your last one. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then if we're just doing our top three, then I'm glad that I picked the three that I did. So I'm gonna finish with Futurama. God, it's so good. I could have easily predicted. Meanwhile, all three of those. Um, in now, that order. Now you could argue. Now you could have picked. The, technically, Futurama has like three finales, yes. right? You've got. The Devil's Hands are Idle Playthings from season four. Great episode. When they were canceled the first time. Phenomenal, phenomenal episode. Um, You've got the the, the film uh, Into the Wild Green Yonder, which ends with them going into the wormhole, which is a really good way to end as well. But meanwhile, was the first legitimate, purposeful finale for the show. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, basically what happens is the professor creates a uh, device that lets you uh, roll back time uh, 10 seconds and then it takes 10 seconds for the button to reset and um, Fry finds himself in a situation where he's stuck in a loop falling off of a building and every time he dies Leela has to press the button to reset the time and they're stuck in this loop. And eventually they break the button and it breaks time and Leela and Fry get to spend their lives together and it's pretty great mm-hmm. um really emotional episode really strong every every character is really strong in that episode uh it does focus really heavily on fry and lila but that's the kind of the purpose of the show they've been building up to that too they had the episode where bender became overclocked so much that he was a god and he wrote down everything that was ever going to happen to fry and leela and the two of them like got to read it and they they ended on an ah moment after they each slap each other (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean just the finale is wonderful and I, i think what i really like the the literal end of it when the professor's ready to fix everything, you know, and, um, uh, you know, Fry asks if, if they want to go around again, you know, and it just, it ends with that. And it's just really... You know, she says, I do. Yeah. And they do it. They do it all over again. He goes, they go back in time and they live their lives a second time together. And it's I good. Mean, who doesn't want that? I, I love it because it's, it's a perfect, enco- like, encompassing ending for the characters, for the show as a whole... But also, in a way, if they ever had an opportunity to come back, they could. Yeah. You know. Um, I love Futurama. It's one of my favorite shows of all time, and it's a great ending. 
What does this mean for our many fans? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah. Uh. We were watching the, the Futurama movies when they mm. are brought back. So they always have to make a joke about them being canceled. So, Gotcha. Yeah. So do you want to like do a quick lightning round for what other stuff on sure. your list? Sure. Sure. Talk do, about them. But. Yeah, we can, we can definitely do that. Ray, do you have anything else on your list? Not really, because honestly, I knew you guys would pick Parks and Rec, Scrubs, and Futurama. So okay, those would be on my list. Okay. Well, two, two other shows that I had um, on, on my list were... Um, uh, friends um, I think that while the show has a lot of its problems especially when you rewatch it now in 2018 uh, the finale is actually pretty damn good uh, you've got you know uh, Chandler and Monica having their babies being born and Joey's a nutcase and you've got the whole Rachel and Ross thing where whether or not she got on the plane because Phoebe takes Ross to the wrong airport it's very very dramatic mm -hmm. you know and uh i i feel like it balanced the characters really well and gave a really solid ending that was the happy ending right that's the safe ending to do where everybody kind of ends happy but i think it worked really well for those characters um and then the other one that i had uh is one of my personal favorites which is fresh prince of bel-air um, the the finale of fresh prince is kind of sad uh basically everybody leaves will behind um they all they all move um and uh you know carlton gets into princeton and the the girls move to new york and the parents want to be closer to them and so will's left behind finishing college in in, uh, in la in bel-air um and it's kind of sad seeing everybody leave them behind uh jeffrey goes back to the uk to be with his family um and all that. And so there's, there's kind of this moment at the end, you know, where Will's in this empty house, a set that had been used at since season two. Because um, they had a different house in season one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really strong, uh, strong ending to the show. The characters, you know, really grew up. And I almost put Boy Meets World on my list because I really love the way it ended. But I also thought that it, you know... It had stronger episodes in the middle, so. Fresh know. Prince does too. Um, you know the, the I'm drawing a blank on the title of the episode, but the one where Will's dad kind of oh, yeah. uh, stands him up and everything is that is a powerful freaking episode right there. Um, but uh, but yeah, a that and uh, the gun one. Oh yeah, where Will gets shot. Yeah. Protecting Carlton, man. That yeah. There's some really good stuff in Fresh Prince. We that, talked about it. I don't think I'm best sitcoms or something. I yeah. think we probably did. Yeah. Mm -hmm because um, it belongs there it's great sitcom now in chat Midnight Pearl wanted to point out that if someone puts Seinfeld on the list we we're, then our lists become totally irrelevant I am a massive Seinfeld fan it is such a mediocre kind of finale um, that was just an excuse to basically bring back a bunch of characters and redo a bunch of jokes um, but I do appreciate that uh, the show begins and ends with the exact same conversation to showcase exactly what the finale is supposed to be showing everybody, which is that these characters have not grown in any capacity over nine years. They're still the same shallow, self-centered, selfish people nine years later. And that's the point of the show. So at least it, it did that. But it is not a very good finale. Even though it is one of the most watched, being a very popular show. That doesn't make it good. Look I agree. Look at the Transformers movies. I, no, I agree with you. 
Um, any other shows you guys want to throw out there as, as well, possible? Yeah, choices? I had uh, Smallville on my list because you got ten, ten seasons <laughs> and you of no Superman. You get ten seconds of Superman. <laughs> yeah, not even <laughs> ten <laughs> seconds, I don't think. You get like him running to the, 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 uh, camera, the camera yeah, showing the Superman logo. Um, but there was some other good stuff. You got Granny Goodness in that episode. You had uh, Darkseid in that episode. You had, uh, I mean, there, there was a lot of deep somewhat deep cuts on the dc side for a tv show yeah. of course when you go 10 seasons with superman you're gonna have deep cuts because you're gonna run out of stuff yeah, to do you're gonna run out of stuff and i mean the the justice league stuff and you know there's a lot to deal with you mean the episode. hoodie brigade the hoodie well but when that <laughs> show came out i mean that yeah. was on a tv budget i mean arrow is doesn't look that much better than the hoodie brigade i love the costumes in arrow but really they're Wild not that Dog much more doesn't. advanced Look, Mr. C- Terrific doesn't like. <laughs> this was the CW ten, much more, more than 10 years fifteen ago. years yeah. ago now. Yeah, you know, on a budget that it had then, this, the network is much more successful now. Yeah, they have way more money now, <laughs> yeah. so they can afford to get an actual costume designer in there. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people give the show a hard time, and with good reason for a lot of it. But I thought that the that him and Lois getting married, and uh, you know, him finally taking the mantle of Superman. You always knew the show was going to end that way, just like you know Gotham's going to end with Bruce becoming Batman, but um, it was nice to see that finally wrapped up. I also had Quantum Leap. I'm not going to get into it, but it was a good, very controversial uh, series finale. um, I never actually saw the finale. Yeah, basically uh, he leaps into himself and has a conversation with everybody and you get some kind of like everybody that he's worked with over the years and you get kind of a kind of an ambiguous answer from uh, uh al about what he is he's like it's kind of implied that he's a god um and he finds that sam finds out that he can leap back into himself anytime he wants but instead of doing that he goes back to when al was in vietnam uh, that that era to talk to his wife and tell him to wait for Al because he's going to be he was captured in Vietnam if you remember and his wife moved on because they didn't know if he's ever going to come back so he went back and told his wife that he would come back so that kind of sets up a weird chain like then does he ever become who he is in right. Quantum Leap you know yeah. so a lot of people are unhappy with that ending but um it wasn't meant to be a serious finale. They went and filmed like two episodes or two, you know, however many minutes of episode to kind of make it into a series finale. Right. But, um, I liked the series finale. Um, it kind of shows us a more selfless side to Sam that even though he could go back to his life, he's instead going and trying to help people still. Um, and I also had, uh, family matters, which uh, was a really weird. It was weird. Series finale. At that point, Urkel was in space if you remember and Harriet had been replaced Harriet well that happened early, at like the first several episode. seasons and I thought it, or was it the last season yeah it was the very last season Harriet was replaced because she just didn't want to do it anymore yeah that was weird but then you know at the very end Urkel gets to kiss Laura and you know it's it's a nice happy ending he doesn't die in space but he comes back as a hero a national hero um you know I being that Steve wasn't even supposed to be a main character when the show launched, it was an interesting twist that the show went through and uh, kind of transformation mm-hmm. and a good ending to that whole transformation. So it's funny because if you go to Wikipedia, because I went to Wikipedia and got all these like kind of uh, synopses. synopses of the last episode so I can have a reminder of what happened. Because some of these I haven't seen in a while. 
Um, the 90s sitcoms, Fresh Prince, Family Matters, uh, it's like one paragraph. But then on like The Office or Parks and Rec, it's like four pages yeah. of what happened. So it's funny that shows progress in a way. Smallville was actually really long too because so much shit they had to wrap up in that episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there well, was things good. were so much more simple in the 90s. Well, yeah. You also have to have someone go back now and write them versus people who are actively writing. You're also talking about half-hour sitcoms versus like well, the office. Is a half that's, hour true. Hour that's true. It's just people were writing it, those as they were airing versus like for Fresh Prince, you have to think go to back. yourself, someone should really go write about this right, show. which people do. Right. You could literally go through every episode, and then yeah. somebody has written a synopsis for that episode. Um, and we thank you for your service. Yes, you make my job that much easier, so I don't have to go watch all these over again. <laughs> Anything else? No. That's it? I think that's it. All right. So next week, we are talking about... Our favorite sports films. And we've got some qualifiers on that. We'll go through it at that time. That we'll but talk we, about. we did set the rule that we're each going to pick one from a different uh, sport. We're not going to overlap. So my list easily could have been just nothing but baseball movies. Because as Derek's a kid, list that's what I could have easily been watched. Rocky 1, Rocky 2, no, Rocky 4, Creed. I think there's there's a difference between one series and one sport. Because, like, I could think of a couple different football movies I would have wanted on my list that have completely different types of films. Oh, sure. Right, but, like... I can probably think of the movies you're talking about off the top of my head, but we're not going to get into that. No, not not this week. That's next week. So next week you can join us for that. Uh, Don't forget we do this live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heroespodcasts Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Um, Ryan... You are Buster Props. Yes, I am. Ray, you are Siren Ray. S-I-R-Y-N-R-A-E. Yes, I am. And I am the Star Trek dude. Yes. We are the Screen Heroes and the Heroes Podcast Network at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and heroespodcasts.com. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and anywhere else that you can drop in an RSS feed. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. We will catch you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.